What's up, losers? I am Luke, and this is Luke Loses. Now, when I say loser, I say it with love, as a term of endearment. Because we are losing the weight, losing the unhealthy lifestyle, and losing the negative image of ourselves. I do not have any fitness or nutrition education. Everything I talk about here is from asking people questions, searching the internet, and my own personal experience. You can contact me at lukeloses at gmail.com. You can also follow my weight loss progress on Instagram at luke.loses. Feel free to message me there with topic ideas, concerns, or even give me tips on weight loss. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode four of Luke Loses. Today I have a special guest. His name is Adam Bartasis. He is the host of the YouTube channel Fat to Chubby. The recording software that he and I use today had a couple technical issues. I really hope it doesn't mess up too bad, but it is what it is. We are learning. So, all right, here we go. All right, so on today's episode, I have a special guest. He is a former fat guy, and now he is just chubby. Uh, his name is Adam Bartasis. I believe I'm saying that right. I, I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> you got it, man. You nailed it. Awesome. So he is the host of Back to Chubby on YouTube, and I was I'm in a Facebook group where I posted a question asking people if they'd be interested in coming on and telling my story, and Adam said he would be down. So that's how him and I met. So, Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself if you'd like. Sure. Uh, Adam Bartasis, former fat guy, now a proud chubby man. I'm down 80 pounds, uh, and I'm just here to spread the word, spread the gospel of uh, weight loss and the life after being fat, I guess. Awesome. So with when I asked in the Facebook group if anybody would be interested, what made you decide that you would wanted to come and tell your story well um first and foremost just out of support from from another person kind of putting themselves out there uh to get the message across but also because really i think that a lot of us suffer in silence as far as being men being big guys being overweight or fat guys it, it we really need to talk more we need to have an open dialogue and conversation and we need to be comfortable doing it so when you, when you came it, when you put that post up you, you can almost Tell it's like you you felt awkward for doing it, but you were doing it anyway because it's part of you putting yourself out there. Um, but no, I thought I thought what you were doing it sounded fantastic, and any way I could help someone else out there that's struggling, that's that needs some guidance or needs some positive energy or positive words, I want to want to help out. I'll talk about your YouTube real quick. I went through and I watched a couple of your videos, and I really enjoyed what you're doing as well. I can't remember the the term you used. But it was for uh, for the bathroom. Oh yeah, I, I said I was a registered I was a registered poopologist. In 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 my life and in my family, you know, of course, everyone openly talks about going to the restroom a little too much, if you ask me. But um, my whole thing was is that you know I think your body a lot of times is tied into your need to relieve yourself in, in that manner, right? A lot of times, you know, if you're uh, if you have a headache, it's probably because you have to poop. Right. Or, you know, sometimes I can't sleep. It's like, well, I probably got to poop. Um, so it was always a running joke in my family that I was a 
register poopologist because no matter what the situation was, it was my answer to it for a period of time was like, yeah, you probably needed to take it up. We'll get into the weight loss. You said you're down 80 pounds, correct? Correct. All right. So uh, what was your highest weight? And I guess, where are you now? Um, so my highest weight, well, I, I really don't know because I stopped weighing myself for so long. And then I, then I thought I was getting healthy. Um, I have sleep apnea and uh, part of me turning 40 was kind of going through the great Adam and fix me plan, right? So I, I went and got a new um, sleep apnea doctor that I, I, cause the one I had, I didn't really care for the staff and the service level of service I was getting. Um, so I went to this new doctor and he weighed me in and I, I was at 360 and my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way I can be 360. Um, then I weighed myself again and sure enough, it was there. So that, that was the highest. Um, the lowest I got was like 276. And then I, I usually kind of flirt around like 280, 281, depending on holidays. Uh, this morning after my, my ride, I was about 283. So was that the, the turning point when you saw that on the scale? Was that when you decided? No, that, that was kind of the beginning of it, though. I mean, like, you know, so... I mean, growing up, I always played sports. I always thought myself of a pretty fit person, pretty mobile person. I mean, I'm a short round guy with no net. So I always had to chip my shoulder to, to be a varsity athlete or, you know, you know, try anything, do anything kind of guy. Um, but that really wasn't, that was an eye-opening experience. And, and I started doing research about weight loss and when the best time to do it was. Um, but it wasn't until uh, months later that I, I really had that, that 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 bottoming out so to say um and and to kind of back up a little bit too with um with my my size um i i dealt with some personal loss and, and instead of talking about it i really found food and alcohol and soda to kind of cope with that stuff that's where i got to that point but where when i hit rock bottom and and when i decided today is the day i'm finally gonna get change is when i'm um I got up to go to the restroom from my office and I tore my meniscus and I almost fell down. And I, I, I walked it off for like three or four weeks until my wife put her foot down. She said, go to the damn doctor already. <laughs> so I found this really awesome orthopedic surgeon that my buddy went to, did the guy doesn't sugarcoat things. And I had a x-rays and an MRI and I went in for my consultation. He's like, all right, Adam, here's the good news. The good news is you tore your meniscus. Like, that's the good news? He's like, yep, you have full tear and two partial tears. The bad news is you're fat. He said it just like that, just dead in my eyes. I'm like, holy crap. He's like, you're fat. And here's the, even the worst part. The whole outside of my knee was bone on bone. And he asked me at the time, he's like, how old are you? I'm like, just turned 40. And he's like, well, if you don't change your ways today, you're going to be back in my office in a year getting a whole new knee. And I was like, What? He's like, yeah, it's this, this, it's that severe. I mean, he had the little and physical come to Jesus talk to me with me, and that that put me in a spiral. I mean, he also suggested that he had, he had a non-surgical weight loss doctor he wanted me to talk to, and I blew that off. I'm like, I can do this on my own, but then I went to the kind of the, the downward spiral, and I started thinking to myself, just like you mentioned in, in in your podcast as well. I started thinking about my own mortality. I'm like, holy crap, I'm that that dad. That, that husband, that dad in a sitcom, it's a lovable, huggable guy that just one day has a heart attack and dies. Um, so part of my, my knee rehab, I had to do 30 minutes of cardio every day. So I started riding a bike 
and I started, you know, cutting out um, sugary things and soft drinks and fried foods, uh, kind of going down that path. And I had lost like 20, 25 pounds of my own. And then I was cutting out more calories and eating better, but I started gaining weight. And I was like, something's off. So I call my knee doctor up. I'm like, all right, who's the name of that? You know, what's the name of that doctor, that non-surgical weight loss doctor you want me to talk to? And, and he gave me the information, hung up with them, called called her up and uh, made an appointment for as soon as they can get me in. I went in, I'm like, I want, I want the works. You know, give me every test, every let's let's do it all. Let's find out what's wrong with me. Um, and then and then we did. Um, luckily me, all the the hard work I've been doing, uh, working out. I had a really um, really healthy heart. I had uh, no A1C, um, but was I had no issues with A1C. But for me, my triglycerides were like double, if not almost triple, what a normal person's would be. But other categories that are associated to that weren't affected by that. So that was like a, a genetic anomaly, she said. But then because of my size, because my belly fat, my testosterone was basically non-existent. And then um, I was like pre, pre-diabetic. So she's like, that's, that, that was, that was it. I had like four pages of blood work. I still have it somewhere. But... So I'm like, all right, what's the plan? And she's like, well, you're definitely um, a candidate for, you know, basically any weight loss drug you want to be on. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? It's like, okay, well, there's a shot, there's a shot, and then um, that ended up being super expensive and something I didn't want to invest like $1,200 a month in because of my insurance at the time. But she ended up prescribing a fentermine for me just as kind of like an, an appetite suppressant a little bit. It kind of curbs your, your snacking, your cravings. And then I was also taking Vasipa to, to, um, to help with the triglycerides. So um, you know, and, and that doctor as well, <clears throat> she, she has like dietitians and she has physical people there to help you with like meal planning and, and workout planning and stuff like that. But as stubborn as I am, I just kind of said, thanks for the drugs. I'll see you next month because part of the, her prescribing medication was to commit to monthly visits and quarterly physicals. Went and got my prescriptions filled and, and, you know, I said, okay, this, this is it. This is, it's now or never. This is the one chance I'm going to have to actually do this. And, and finally, after decades of out, trying, to, trying to out train a bad diet or fad dieting, this is the one chance I'm going to a doctor and I said I needed help. And this is the chance I had to finally lose the weight. I have the same experience when there was one issue and then it kind of just unfolded into a bunch of stuff for you, which is, I mean, in terms a great thing because where you're at now, so. Right. What do you do now? Like, uh, as for eating, what are your eating habits like? And what do, do you exercise? What, what do you do to uh, keep at it? Yeah. Well, and when, when people ask me that nonchalantly, I, I generally joke around and I usually say hookers and blow, but, um, but in, in all reality, so during the, the weight loss process, I, I really, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I did tons and tons of research about like my body type and, and my, my genetic heritage being, uh, you know, mostly you know Eastern European and Irish and German, and, and what kind of diets and everything were, were going to kind of work for me. Um, so what I started doing was um, I wanted to get up in the morning and do like fasted a fasted workout, and I'd already been doing that before, but I, I did a combination of like a fasted workout, intermittent fasting, and kind of like a keto esque diet, um, and that's what really got me down. Now what I do is is I get up every morning. Uh, I do at least 20 miles on my bike. Um, you know, I get up. I literally 
get up, go to the bathroom, eat a banana, take a pre-workout, and then hop on my bike. And then I'm gone for about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, maybe hour and a half sometimes. Um, and then I come in I, and I get showered and dressed, take my kids to school. And then, you know, I, I get back home since I'm working from home right now. Um, and I start logging in and I, I try to maintain that, that kind of a, still a little bit of the intermittent fasting, even though I've already technically broken fast with the banana and stuff like that. But I'll um, grab like a protein bar on the way out to drop my kids off. And when I come back in, I'll have something light. Um, I mean, a lot of times I'll have like some eggs um, and like half an avocado and some cottage cheese as a quick meal. But it, all, all in all, I really try to keep it to just about a couple thousand calories a day. So I think about 2000 calories a day. But I, I, during my weight loss and in the, in the year after that, I was so hardcore at tracking everything on, on my fitness pal. I've kind of, I kind of know what I need and what I don't need uh, right now. And, but I still have the, the apps and I still will track things at times when I think I'm getting off. I'll, you know, if I feel like I'm heavy, if I feel like I'm sluggish, I'll start tracking again to get myself kind of re retuned into that the better eating habits. Do you plan on losing more weight, putting on muscle, or are you just, is this where you want to be? No, I, I, I think it's kind of like one of those, it's a life's work type deal. Um, right now, at the, the 280, I mean, that's, that's I'm very comfortable at the weight, 280, 285. It's kind of like my body's default weight, I think. Um, this year for 2021, I do have plans. I'm doing an endurance cycling challenge, which I never thought I'd be that guy, but I am. Um, but I also plan on incorporating more weightlifting. I, I used to do a lot of powerlifting before. I really miss it. Um, but I, I plan on slowly integrating that into my training schedule. Um, but I would like to lose another, like, probably 20, 30 pounds. I mean, if I get down to 250, I'll be, like, super trim at him. But uh, I haven't seen 250 since, I think, like, maybe high school or college. I talked to you about it a little bit before we started recording where I've lost so much weight over the past years. And I got down to 280, and I I absolutely loved that. I uh, I really want to go for that again. Like I I was super happy, and I felt good, and I looked good. I mean, I feel like it's a good way. I know we talked about like if you look at the chart for your age, your height, and your weight, we're still not where the doctors want us. Well, I think that you know two things. One, I mean, I really I I stop really stopped caring about the chart as soon as my doctor told me that all my blood work came back in range and then I was medically healthy, medically perfectly healthy. And so I wouldn't let the, the BMI, as we talked about before, even, even get play with your head. Um, but if 280 is your, is your goal, one thing that worked for me during my, my process is that every time I set a goal, like let's say it's the number 280, I would print out like a bunch of the numbers from my, my computer, right? And as you stick them everywhere, like I'd stick a 280 on my fridge or stick a 280 on the door yeah, at the time I, I kept a lot of stuff in my office um, because I was working a ton, but I had that on, on my whiteboard. I just had a number. So every time I looked up, it was staring me in the face. And that's one thing that like kind of like quick visual motivations is something I'm always seeing. And it, it, it really helped kind of keep me on track when I wanted to go grab a, grab some candy from my boss's desk or that kind of stuff. That's really awesome. I'm, I'm going to do that. Actually. I, uh, I talked with my wife about printing off pictures of my heaviest but I also like that, that goal weight, you know, put that yeah. all over. <laughs> well, yeah, do that with anything, man. Like if it's like, you know, for me, I, I, yeah, I, 
I, I justified shopping at the at, at Destination XL. DXL is a fantastic place, man. I, I love their clothes. I I still fit in the smallest sizes and a couple other things that I'll buy from there. But like, I wanted to stop shopping at those stores, so I I, I would think about that too. I'd print off stuff, I, things I want to do, right? And then now that I'm on the flip side of it, it there's there's so many other things that I could have motivated myself with. Like I, I'm now able to, as I'm driving down the road, like reach down to the floorboards, of my SUV and pick stuff off the floorboard. Right. I didn't think, you know, before I had to literally stop the car and get out and walk around to get something. Now I can just grab it or I can put my belt on without taking you know, before I'd have to put my belt on my pants and then put my pants on and I can do that. Or I can put, I can put socks on standing up, which was a huge accomplishment. Man, those are some of my goals. I can't. I cannot wait to to not, you know, with the belt or the the tie in of the shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like those those little things you don't really think about it till afterwards. But right, it's all all of a sudden like life is easy. You're like, whoa, or like wait, I'm not sure if I used to fly a lot for work. It's like I get to the point where I wasn't even embarrassed to ask for the extender on the airplanes, or you know, I make sure I'd. Uh, I always booked a um, a window seat towards the back of the plane, hoping no one would sit next to me, so I could have the uh, armrest up. But as soon as I would walk on a plane, I'd be like, "Yep, need an extender," just to give you a heads up. But now it it doesn't matter anymore. I'm still pretty broad shouldered, but other than that, I mean, you know, as far as the gut and the space I need for that, it's 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 a non-issue. How do you keep yourself on track? Like, say on days you don't want to go ride your bike, or on days that you want to eat junk food all day long or those you know, Reese's or candy or whatever? Um, you know, I, I'm kind of at the point where I, I feel like I have enough self-control that if I want to give into urges, I do. But because I stay so on track, like 99% of the time, when I do go off the rails, I literally feel it. Like I feel like shit. Not, not like mentally, like uh, beating myself up. Like my body hurts. Like I, um, like my biggest thing when I when I was first losing the weight, the first three months, first three months I went super clean, and it was a gradual thing, kind of like when you're teaching a baby how to eat. I I started like every week I start I remove something and, and it kind of kind of help ramp up my weight loss. But after I hit my stride, and after three months and I lost like 35 pounds, I went out and got a. Um, <laughs> I went to a Dairy Queen because I wanted a blizzard and they had this chicken fried steak sandwich. And I went and got a Coke and a chicken fried steak sandwich and fries and and I got a blizzard and I ate it all. And literally for two days, my joints hurt. Like my elbows, my knees hurt from how much crap I ate. So that's, that's one of the that's one of the things that that, that helps me is like every once in a while I, I I will indulge, right? And my body quickly lets me know by, by the aches and pains. And of course, getting back to what we talked about, the registered poopologist in the restroom, it's uh, it's not fun um, to, to expel that stuff either. But day in and day, day out, staying motivated. I mean, my, my wife and kids are my main motivation. My son's four, my daughter's just about to be eight months. So running, it's, it's really nice to be able to run around with him and take him on bike rides and stuff like that. So when you were losing the weight, I'm sure there were times where you might have screwed up or you ate something you shouldn't have or you know, went off your diet. If you did, how did you combat that? Like, what did you do when you'd had those bad days? Uh, well, really for me, um, you just kind of had to get back on the horse. I mean, I, 
the thing about it, so what, what I would do is I would do six days on, one day off, as far as my diet goes, right? So for me, um, I started everything on a Sunday. So Sundays I went for a big workout or a big ride and I did meal prepping, meal planning. And then I went hardcore through the week. And then Saturdays, I was my cheat day. Whether it's fast food or beer or whatever, I had that day. But during my other days when I was trying to be clean, um, if it happened, it happened, right? I just, I didn't beat myself up about it. I just got back on track next day. And that really kind of, I, I allowed myself that, those slip-ups. But what I also did to kind of put myself out there, because I wanted it to work for me this time, I started doing accountability posts every Friday on my Instagram account. So at my, at my uh, AdRock78 on Instagram, every Friday I used to take a picture of my scale. And then, of course, I got, I got endless crap from my friends about it for be posting my feet and my, my scale number. But it was like, okay, every, every, every single Friday, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to work out. And after I work out, I'm going to weigh myself. And I'm going to post the weight without fail. And, and that was one thing for me that, that was a driving force. That and I was going to my doctor once a month for checkups and, and check-ins about my weight loss and stuff like that. So I had a lot of kind of, I, I forced myself to be even more accountable than I, than I needed to be just be, so I would be accountable to myself. Um, and that's really kind of, I guess, really kind of what would, would bring me back. It's like, oh crap, I'm, I have to post my picture on Friday. Or, oh crap, I have to go see Dr. Desai in, in two weeks. I better get back into it. I can relate to that. Last week when I put out the podcast, I didn't eat as good as I should have. And when I did my weigh-in, I only had lost one pound, which one pound is still a loss. But before I did the, the weigh-in, I was, I was angry with myself. Then I, you know, I kind of reeled it back in and was like, you know what? It's done. Uh, it is a loss. And what can I do about it now? So just truck on this week. I, I haven't done my way in yet, but I, I've lost four pounds this week. So I'm okay with that <laughs> last week, you know, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the crazy thing about it. I mean, and, and you and I talked offline about not being at pictures and talk about it in other, um, any other podcasts. But for me, one thing that someone, one of my friends brought to my attention was how much weight I had lost my feet over the, over the period. Right. So, so I, I didn't start posting until I was, I was like 331 when I started posting the pictures. But if you look at the Instagram and go from that, that page to, to my most recent one, my feet have actually gotten smaller. Shoes fit better for sure. But um, especially after I come home from bike riding or whatever, I, I'm definitely a lot more vascular in my feet. It's, it's been a very interesting um, experience to see that and, and to see the weight loss coming off in different areas and then. Uh, seeing yourself in different pictures. And I've even had uh, situations where I've seen a picture. I'm like, holy crap, that's me. That's awesome. So if you had one single piece of advice that you find the most important that you could share with others that the same kind of struggles that you had, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, there's so much. I'm not sure if I can just get, get one piece of advice. I, I, I would say that, man, it's hard. I'm just one, but I, I would say that you're not alone. You're not alone in this struggle. Um, everyone, I mean, everyone's facing their own demons, right? But I think that, like I said earlier in our conversation, that it's been this like this stigma of for men not to talk about their struggles. And I'd say that, you know, 
people need to know they're not alone in this. There, there's millions of other men out there that, that are, are women that are, are facing their own weight struggles, right? I mean, everyone has their own their own issues, whether it's food addiction or, you know, other, other body image related things. But I think the more we talk about it, the better. So I'd say, you know, let, let those people know they're not alone. Um, get, get a good village around you, um, whether it's finding support groups, how, how we met through, or, you know, podcasts, listens to that there's, there's resources out there. Uh, but I think that like you and I had talked before, it's really great to have someone like yourself or hopefully me that can inspire other, other men and women to take this journey seriously and to reach out to us because there are people like us that know the struggles and have had success in losing weight and, and then are, are openly talking about it. So um, but other than that, I guess another good piece of advice is is find a really good doctor that you trust, that you know and trust. For me, it happened to be Dr. Desai, being a, a, a non-surgical weight loss doctor. Confide in them. Be 100% brutally honest with them about your eating habits and what you've been doing, what you haven't been doing. Get your physical. Go through that self-discovery and then make a plan and, and get yourself fixed. That's a lot of one, one things, but yeah. This time that I've tried to lose the weight. Uh, I went to a doctor, like I was waking up with headaches. So I knew I had some kind of sleep apnea going on. My wife mentioned that, you know, I quit breathing. So I was like, well, I got to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor, got it all scheduled up and I stepped on the scale and I was, you know, as heavy as I've ever been. I got blood work done. I did some other tests and I go back this month and I'm really excited just to see the difference from even September till now. And you're on a CPAP? I did get put on one, but I haven't received it yet. They they wrote the script. Oh, dude. Get it. Follow up on that, man. That that uh, CPAP for me was a game changer. Um it's it's weird at first. Um like for me they wanted me to use the uh humidifier. I ditched that after the first night because I felt like I was getting waterboarded. I felt like I was suffocating, but once you get used to the, the the pressure of air coming through and you you get the get a, an actual good night's sleep for the first time in probably forever, it's amazing. You know, you, you you will actually lose weight just by being able to sleep. I I talked to you about it before, the binge eating. Um and my, my doctor said, you know, maybe it's from not getting a full night's sleep and that could trigger into a binge. So I'm I'm excited about getting it. Yeah, it's honestly, it's your doctor could be 100% right. The thing about sleep apnea that's crazy is that even though you're you're physically sleeping, your brain's not right. Your brain doesn't allow your body to fully get into the deep the re the two stages of REM sleep. That's when you your body repairs itself and truly rests and regenerates. And so what happens is is we're already bigger, and then when you develop sleep apnea, and then you never truly sleep, so then you start gaining more weight. So the apnea gets worse. So you get you gain more weight so that I mean, it gets worse and so on and so forth. And for me, I was in complete denial about that. And it wasn't until I was driving down a road and I woke up driving like 70 miles an hour in the grassy median where I was like, holy shit, I need to get checked out. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a stubborn guy, but I mean, now that I, I kind of, I'm on the other side of this, I'm like, I can't believe how dumb I was, but, but trust me, man, once you get that CPAP, um, I'm not sure if you're getting a full face mask or a nasal, nasal pillow, but once you get used to it, man, like it, it's amazing. Like I, they're tiny, they can travel with you really easily. 
and you know there's no excuse not to wear it and then plus you you'll feel so much better i mean everything will start getting easier because you can breathe and sleep and for me i, I also had severe, i have severe allergies too so that's my same doctor um, my sleep apnea doctor was um he told me he changed the way i took my allergy medicine i was taking them all in the morning he's like no 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 no. you want to take that all at night so I, I take Flonase and uh, Zizol before I go to bed. It opens everything up. So I sleep even better with the CPAP on. All right. So if somebody hears this podcast and they want to reach out to you, where would they go? Can you give us your YouTube and your Instagram handles and all that? I, I try to post everything everywhere. So if you go, it's it's at Fat to Chubby uh, for, for Facebook. Um, for YouTube, anything fat to chubby, you should be able to find me there. Um, but if you want the exact handles, it's uh, youtube.com slash abart78, um, at fat to chubby at Facebook, um, either at adrock78 or at fat underscore two underscore chubby on Instagram. So, and I'm working on the website too, fat to chubby.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, talking to me a little bit. I I'd love to have you back again some other time. Yeah, man. No pride. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. And uh, likewise, I'm, I'm definitely down to do this again. All right. Well, I will uh, end it there. I guess uh, I'll see you next time. All right, man. Take care of yourself. Adam, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and telling me a little bit about your story. I really enjoyed it. I hope everybody else enjoyed it as well. Please go subscribe and follow his journey on Instagram and YouTube. The the links will be in the description of this episode. I'm going to do a quick weigh-in. Last week, I only lost a pound. And this week, I am down to 374. So I've lost four pounds this week. I'm really excited about that. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share the podcast, and leave me a review. As always, you can reach out to me on Luke.Loses on Instagram or LukeLoses at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Trust the process, do the work, and I'll see you next week.